a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. This program, of course, week in and week out, is brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals and also uh, the cabins at Bear River Lodge. Roger Eggett joins us every week talk about a few things and you know if people could only hear our conversations off the air I, <laughs> with some of our moaning and groaning i was just mentioning that i took my harley davidson in for repairs and the bill came up i don't know a little more than twice what i expected it to be but i guess that's the way it is in the world today isn't it it is a crazy world but you know what it's a beautiful world up here in the u.s today it is absolutely beautiful last week we talked about snow in the mountains this week it is stunning. It is beautiful and blue skies. Well, we're recording this on Friday morning, just uh, so that we're being transparent with our listeners here as you listen to it on Saturday. I'm going to guess you were probably in the 30s this morning, weren't you? Yes, the pool has been buttoned up because we've been down in the 30s. So we winterized the pool, put it away for the winter, and the nighttime temperatures have been dropping down in the 30s, so it gets crisp. Speaking of putting things away for the winter, I saw your social media, uh, and we've talked about uh, this before, that mo- most, if not all, of your machines are always available at the end of season as uh, slightly used machines. You've got a boat that I think you said it's a, it's a beautiful uh, Mastercraft, by the way, that's only got 30 hours on it. How's that possible? It's possible because we bought the Mastercraft to put in our rental fleet. And the day we were pulling home, Jamie and I, this is a true story. We're driving away from the dealer, and I call my insurance and say, hey, we've got a brand-new Mastercraft to add to the rental fleet. And he said, uh, we can't insure boats anymore. I'm going, what? <laughs> I just bought it. So we kept it as our personal boat. We used it a few times, and uh, we're just selling it. It's like brand-new Mastercraft NXD 22 if anyone's looking for a great boat. Yeah, but it, it re- we put all our equipment up for sale right yeah. now. So everything's for sale. Side-by-side, dirt bikes, ATVs, jet skis, everything you want, we've got for sale. And by the way, uh, not all of those, just like the boat, have that many hours on them, I know. Uh, and people can come up and take a look. Have, have you got them all in one place, or are they sort of spread out between uh, the lodge and uh, down there in uh, North Salt Lake? No, they're all at Tracks Power Sports of Bountiful. So down on 5th South in Bountiful, 1125 West, 500 South Bountiful. You can go look. We have, there are 50 snowmobiles down there. There are 20 dirt bikes. There are 40 or 50 side-by-sides. So go down there, pick out what you want. And like you said, some have low miles, some have high miles, some have some scratches, some don't have scratches. And so 
pick out what works for your budget, and we'll hook you up. Well, my last uh, uh, refrigerator we bought at a scratch and dead and saved ourselves a bunch of money for something that was like brand new, so I would suggest people go and take a look at it. Speaking of snowmobiles, uh, now that the weather's turning colder, and I'm going to guess the colors are also changing, when do you think that's going to come around, or is it totally dependent on Mother Nature? Well... Last week, I would have told you soon because it snowed in the winter. This week, it looks beautiful, so I don't know. But, hey, I did find out a piece of great information this week. Christmas tree cutting permits go on sale at Bear River Lodge on November 10th. So that's a fun date to look forward to. Yeah, that's a tradition that many people have uh, started where you can go up. And I would suggest rather than making the drive and then cutting the tree and having to turn around and come back home, make a weekend of it and stay in the cabins up there at Bear River Lodge. Here's the other thing. With the uh, beautiful colors changing, it would be a fantastic time to jump in one of those side-by-sides or an ATV and uh, just go explore before the snow does come. Yeah, you know, we're running a special right now. Stay two nights in any cabin from now till the end of the season, which is probably the middle of November, and we'll throw in ATVs at half price, ATVs and side-by-side. So stay a couple nights in a cabin, get all your machines at half off. That's, that's a great way to go out and look. And you know what, Tim? Right now, the animals are moving. This week, we've seen moose, elk, deer. The animals are moving around. And actually, some... Uh, Guests came over to the lodge. They saw the mountain goats, or I don't know if they're, I'm not that familiar, but mountain sheep or mountain goats up on Bald Mountain, which that's got to be fun to see. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. It's one of the spectacular uh, things. But one of my favorite things, with all the activities we talk about at uh, the cabins, for me anyway, with, uh, you know, getting up every morning and regurgitating all of the uh, doom and gloom of the world <laughs> Monday through Friday, I always look forward just to sitting out on the back deck and uh, watching the world go by. And th- that world up there includes all the wildlife, which is part of the fun for me. You know, you paint I, you paint that picture, and I see it in my mind. This week I was walking down in front of the cabin, and there was a couple just sitting on their porch swing, staring at the river, looking at the the beauty of the mountains and the outdoors and I just stopped and talked to them for a few minutes and they said this is our favorite thing as soon as we get here we come sit on the back porch swing and watch the river it's a great way to get out and let your problems go and just enjoy nature for a little while by the way we talk a lot about you know doing that for a weekend or doing that for a night I always like to remind people that you can actually do it as a lifestyle and a deedable piece of property that becomes your very own cabin, and so you can make a habit of having those moments and sharing it with extended family uh, and hand it down as an inheritable piece of property. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a simple concept, but we have 19 cabins at Bear River Lodge now. Five of those we put in a shared ownership program, meaning we don't rent them out, they're just used by a group of owners. You actually buy a deed in one of those five cabins, and then you get to use any of the five cabins. There's a one-bedroom, there are three two-bedrooms, and one five-bedroom. You can use any of those five cabins once you're a shared owner anytime throughout the year. It is a wonderful program. And if so, it's so inexpensive compared to whole ownership, and you don't deal with any of the headaches, any of the hassles, no maintenance, no cleaning, no paying the bills. You're an owner in one of those cabins, but you can use any of the five cabins anytime throughout the year. It is a fantastic program. I've sold shares to my own brother, my mother, my father. They bought shares. 
it's a great way to own a cabin. Well, that conversation you had with that couple is a perfect one where they said as soon as they arrive, it's the first thing they do. When most people, if you have uh, built a cabin or you have a cabin in the wilderness somewhere with family, probably the first full day, if not longer than that, is cleaning up the messes that have occurred from Mother Nature and the wildlife in the area or fixing something that you didn't know was broken. You keep hitting the nail right on the head. This morning, we walked, you know, we do a walk around to all the cabins in the morning and check on things. And today we have someone checking into our brand new corporate retreat, seven bedroom cabin. So the staff walked through there. Guess what? The refrigerator door was left open somehow. The water line broke. There's frozen water. I guess that would be called ice. There's ice all over. It's just one of the headaches, but guess what? We will clean it up. We will deal with it. And when the people get there, they'll never know it exists. So it's uh, a great way to own a cabin. Yeah, why not? Let Roger have that stress in his life uh, and, a, and another heart attack down the road. Why, why would you want to go through that? Um, all right, next question. A quick update on the, the status of the last of the cabins that's still under construction. How are you doing on that? Fantastic. So we're doing our four-way inspection. The electricians, the plumbers, the HVAC guys, the fire suppression guys are all there working right now. We're going to have our four-way inspection next week, and then we'll do the insulation, the drywall, start the finish work. My goal is to have it done by Thanksgiving, but for sure we already have it rented for Christmas. So the family reunion cabin, get it booked now. It's seven bedrooms. It can sleep 20 people in bed. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great cabin, a yep. great addition. Having that thing rented uh, for Christmas uh, lit a little fire underneath, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm moving quickly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so many things to talk about, and uh, for good reason. There's uh, so many ways to just go and relax, have a good time, create some memories for you and your families. That's what Roger's been in the business of doing for a long time. So go to BearRiverLodge.com or give me the tracks uh, URL again. Tracks, T-R-A-X, powersports.com. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. You too, Tim. Let's talk next week. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of a fish fry, I just pulled it up. Navi, you can't see this, but Russ, you can, which is great. One of the reasons you're back in studio here. That is the uh, camera for the 2022 Kokanee Salmon Spawn at Strawberry River with their live underwater camera. Haven't seen any fish yet. You know that big screen I have in the shop? Yeah. Above me. I think I'll get a loop of that and just let it run all day. It, I'm telling you, it's like a fish tank in the do. house yeah. that just yeah. gives you a little uh, relaxation. Lots of uh, bubbles going by, yeah. and you can see, you know, some of the 
moss and things uh, waving, but every once in a while you'll see this great... Yeah. Hey, here comes Harold. And, and Navi will be pleased that I say this salmon-colored salmon. <laughs> it makes its way by. All right, where do you want to go fishing this week? Well, I want to go local, Tim. Um, look, um, this time of year, the water gets shut off. Now, officially, the water contracts of our river, particularly the Weber, but also the Ogden and the Logan and the Provo, they run out, irrigation contracts run out on the 15th of October. Mm. Now, last year, they moved it up. I think it was like 12 days earlier, which makes sense. They're trying to conserve that water. I guess we don't need that, you know, that final you know, dousing of water, so it was probably good. And the reason why I'm saying this is because today is October 1st. So this could be happening earlier than the 15th. And, by the way, the fishing is going to be great. Fishing has got nothing but better over the last two weeks. These temperatures have been wonderful. But I got a phenomenon that I want to tell everybody about that I've never seen in my life, and that is we got hoppers. We still have yeah. hoppers. And they're big, big hoppers. They're incredible hoppers right now. And they're usually gone. A month ago, they're gone. I don't know if it's because of the rains we get this time of year, making the alfalfa fields that much healthier. I can't tell you the reason why we have hoppers, but we do. And I think you're crazy not to throw one um, because the fish are looking up for them. And they're big hoppers, so they work great as a strike indicator. So the question I always get well, there's two questions. Let's answer the easy one first. Can you use a real hopper as bait? Yes, it's not illegal. Really? Just put your hook in it and throw it out there, and they'll gobble it. Wow. They'll take it on the surface, but they'll also take it underneath. So that's an advantage of fishing a real hopper. But if you're a fly fisherman like I am, you use what we call foam hoppers. So the question I get is, what foam hoppers? Because there's a thousand different varieties of foam hoppers. And I always say my three favorites and they're still the best. The first one is called a Turk's Tarantula. Now, you might, it might not look like a hopper because it has a flat body and it's got rubber legs. But when you, when, it, when you tug on it just a little twitch, those legs move in such a way that drive the fish nuts. So a uh, Turk's Tarantula is by far my favorite. And people are saying, my boys are going, Dad, you're giving up our favorite fly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Look, I'm going to tell you where to go and how to hold your mouth, too, because I'm hoping you put them back. Mike? But, but you pull that Turks, and the legs move forward really lovely. I've seen it from the air. Uh, that's great. And people say yellow or red, either yellow or red. Those are the colors. My second favorite is called the Rainey's Grand. Now, the Grand Hopper comes in all different sizes, from a, all the way down to a size 4, all the way up to a size 12. Right now, I'd throw, I'd throw a big one, a six or an eight. Um, it's a foam hopper, but the reason why it works so good is Rainy takes the time to paint the spots on that baby. And that, it floats really high, and that's why that one's so good. And then, and then the other one is called uh, a Fat Albert. Now, the Fat Albert's invented by the Montana Fly Company. I heard, anyway, I don't know if that's true. But it, it looks more like a cricket, except it's the color of a hopper which is the tan colors that they generally are from darker tan to lighter tan and yellow. But um, if you throw a fat Albert, you're going to do fine. There are some places where you can go to like a county and you can't even buy a, uh, a fat Albert because every shop is always sold out. So there they are. Those are my top three hoppers. And by the way, take them out this weekend. The water is still high. Okay. I was there yesterday and it's a little high and it's off color. 
Um, but the temperatures are magnificent, and the hoppers are still landing on the surface. So you can fish underneath the hopper with a dropper and catch plenty. Um, and that's the reason why you do it. Even if you're not a great um, dry fly terrestrial thrower, um, it's, it's a great thing to do. And another thing I like to do behind my hopper is I'll put a shorter dropper that also floats. So it's essentially two dry flies. And what I use is an ant. Ant's my favorite on that one. I like the epoxy, but the foam ant. And by the way, UK is so small you can't see them take it. So you watch the hopper. When the hopper twitches, they're on the ant. Or you do about a three-foot drop with a bead head. Anything this time of year, they're going to eat that up. Fishing is phenomenal, and it's because of the temps. But once that water drops, which it could be any day now, I have no idea what the what they're going to do with that water thing. I'm not in charge of that. I know it's done on the 15th, but I think it might come down earlier. Fishing's going to be phenomenal in any of those usual suspects of rivers we have here on the Wasatch. Yeah, he's got to breathe sooner or later. <laughs> breathe, hey, Mike, man, breathe. I, I need you to make a clarification, and I, I think I know the answer, but I, I do know the answer, but you said that hoppers are legal, but they're yeah. not legal where it's artificial only, right? Oh, yeah, if it's a fly-fishing yeah, river yeah, only, but we don't yeah. have those in Utah. That's obvious, but um, but we need to Just say a that. clarification. Yeah. yeah, look, you can't fish with a sculpin, which is a, a, a bait fish that you can catch in your net. It's illegal to fish with a sculpin. Right. Yeah. I'll tell but you what, it's not illegal to fish with a hopper. I'll tell you what I like uh, about the idea of using a, a real live hopper is I don't have to be good at my presentation because <laughs> it's going to do what it's yeah, going to do yeah. no matter what I do. Getting it close to the right place is the only thing I have to worry about, not the movement of it. All right, uh, stand down. We're going to take a break. When we come back, looking forward after the top of the hour to... Whoop. What did I just do? Can you hear me? I can't hear myself. I can hear you just fine. All right. Uh, right. I pushed a button there for some reason. Uh, Coming up, looking forward to uh, talking with the Division of Wildlife. Chad Betridge, Captain Chad Betridge, will talk us about their drone squad. Next. Oh, my, my. Things get Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.